This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen? We're going to whoop their What's up, y'all? Welcome on into the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Now, as you can tell by the truncated version of this intro, we got another breaking news edition of the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. Let's go across town to that home daycare center, get to the one, the only Ryan Callahan. And Ryan, would you please be so kind as to tell us why we're having yet another one of these breaking news editions of the Go Balls 24-7 podcast? Well, the calendar has flipped to July. And uh, as we've said all along, the month of July was set up to be a big one for Tennessee, and and here here it is again. More news for the 2023 recruiting class. Tennessee has landed defensive lineman Tyree Weathersby uh, of Douglasville, Georgia. A, a longtime Tennessee target got an offer from the Vols back in January, and uh, really had, had had been one of their clearly had been one of their most realistic options on the defensive line among the guys that are that were higher on their board over the past few months. He, he visited Tennessee for the first time back in early March for one of their junior days. Uh, and then, you know, ever, ever since then, I think Tennessee has pretty clearly been the team to beat, but, you know, ha- had some legitimate competition at times. Uh, and then, you know, South Carolina offered after he went to a camp there back in uh, back in mid-June, but, uh, you know, took his only official visit to Tennessee the weekend of, of June 24th, that final weekend of the month, and, and just, uh, you know, pretty much made the decision by the end of that visit and, and went ahead and informed Tennessee's coaches then and just, just waited a little bit to announce, but, but definitely a, a an important pickup. We know we'll get into this more later, but certainly a position Tennessee needs to address, uh, you know, a little bit heavier than, than they have ideally in the last couple of classes because they've, they've just had so much trouble kind of stacking numbers at that spot. So uh, a, a nice pickup here from a guy with, with, with more than 20 offers now that, that Tennessee's uh, staff clearly likes, likes pretty well and sees, uh, sees developing into a good player, even though he's, you know, not been at the biggest program, not, not necessarily, been the biggest name guy on the recruiting trail someone Tennessee set its sights on months ago and and is happy to have in this class yeah and we'll have to put a pin in that discussion on, on the numbers because I I do agree with especially with with a vet and a proven guy like Rodney Garner as your defensive line coach I, I would have thought uh, that they would have probably stacked a, a, some some bigger numbers there the past couple of years of course there can be any number of reasons for that and we will discuss them here in a minute. But let's talk more about Tyree Wesby. This is a young man, six foot four, two hundred and fifty-one pounds. Very clearly, someone Tennessee staff is in on. He's got what I mean, thereabouts a couple dozen offers somewhere around there. But but Tennessee ha- has been in there for a long time, and really before a lot of the other really big programs. There, there's been a couple of. It's not a, a consistent theme, but there have been a few guys we've discussed lately in, in these breaking news pods that Tennessee was the first or one of the first kind of major, major programs to get in there uh, and offer him. So, so what is it about this young man that they have seen, Ryan, before probably, you know, South Carolina just recently jumped in an offer. There have been some others, you know, SEC schools along the way to offer. What is it about this young man that Tennessee just saw and went, we, we really like this kid? 
Well, and before we get too far, I should probably mention the the school that, that will immediately get uh, a lot of people's attention. And, and you have to preface this with they haven't offered. So you, you can't get can't read too much into it because a school like this shows interest in a lot of players. But Alabama had had legitimate interest in him. Uh, and he said was talking with him on a pretty regular basis for a couple months. there, wanting to get him to camp. He did go to their uh, their O-line, D-line camp a couple weeks ago, did not come away with an offer. So um, that doesn't necessarily mean they weren't excited about him. Alabama looks at a lot of good players and probably has a bunch of guys that they like, um, but they're in the, you know, the way they recruit they're they're looking for the absolute best. And, and just clearly, yeah, you, you got to be careful. Let's be honest. You, when you're Alabama, you got to be careful with an offer because a lot of yeah. kids would try to jump on that instantly. Let's just, let's just be real. Let's be realist here. Let's be adults and call it what it is. Yeah. And when you go to an Alabama camp like that, you're usually competing against four and five stars because they make pretty much everybody camp there. So, so it's no knock on him that he didn't get an Alabama offer, but I think the fact that they showed serious interest in him for a while shows you that there's there's clearly some talent there to to be excited about. Uh, when, when you when you turn on his tape, you see that the first thing you see is that he's a pretty active guy, and that's I think that's a common theme in, in Rodney Garner defensive linemen. You know, you're not gonna people have asked me before where are the where are the big you know 315 320 pound defensive tackles. We haven't seen Tennessee recruiting many of those, and I say. Every time I'm asked that, I say there's a reason for that. Um, I don't think you're going to see Tennessee, frankly. Yeah, they don't recruiting. want recruiting. If, 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 if you're going to be that big, you 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 better be able to move like someone who's lighter. That's that's it. And uh, and those are those are the guys who are five stars for a reason because they have that sort of size, 300 plus, and they they can move uh, like they're 270. That's that's what you're looking for. Sure, you, you'd love to have size and athleticism, but given the choice between the two, the staff's going to going to err on the side of athleticism. So. Uh, a, a couple things about him that, that, that jump out is, yeah, he, he's he's active, quick, good hands. You see a lot of upside there uh, as far as just his ability to disrupt, and uh, you know has has a good size frame. I, I wouldn't say it's a it's the it's a massive frame, but certainly big enough that I could easily see him bulking up to to two seventy or so and being a guy who could maybe line up inside in some situations. But definitely, I think um, you know kind of projects as more of like a strong side defensive end. I would say at his current size, and he, he admitted as much when we spoke with him. Uh, after his official visit to Tennessee, you know, kind of, kind of saying he, he, he doesn't see himself playing the Leo position in Tennessee's defense, that edge rusher kind of hybrid spot now that they see him as, as a guy who's uh, going to line up with his hand on the ground pretty much all the time. And that's, that's where I think he fits in best. That's what he's done uh, in his high school career for the most part. So uh, I, I think a nice pickup in that regard, you know, got about the size you want. And that's a position Tennessee needs to to start, you know, developing a little better depth there. You know, they got a few guys in this past class. Tyree West is one people are excited about. Um, but they, you know, to get those those true defensive ends, those strong side ends, they, they've not had uh, just a ton of big pickups there. And and we've seen they, they've done well with the edge rushers. You know, they've, they've landed Caleb Herring, um, you know, Sean Davian Bradley, five-star from Kansas City. They're, they're, they're heavily in the mix for him in his top three as he works toward a possible summer decision. So they've, they've done well with the, the edge Leo type guys, but you've still got to get some defensive ends. They're going to have their hand on the ground and be out there, uh, you know, in, in three and four man fronts or whatever, whatever you want to do. You've got to have those guys that are, are a little bit bit bigger and, and kind of more like the, the Tyler Barron types maybe. And, and that's what you have here, I think in, uh, in Tyree Weathersby. So a nice pickup here for Tennessee, but someone that, you know, clearly his, his stock just did, didn't quite take off, but he also does have some sec teams that have jumped in there, including South Carolina, as you mentioned, which, had him at camp a couple weeks back, offered after seeing him at camp. I mean, that's, that's again, confirmation that schools are seeing him in person and, and they're liking him. They're signing off on him. So but I think that's a good sign still for Tennessee, even though 
I'm sure some will look at the offer list and say, well, where's the Florida's, the Georgia's, you know, Alabama didn't offer Clemson uh, schools like that. Haven't pulled the trigger. Uh, but sometimes that that's not necessary. You find good, they're good players. Uh, you can find, especially on the defensive line where a guy like Rodney Garner signs off on you. I, I tend to give him the benefit of the doubt. And this is not a guy that they just, you know, saw at camp last week for the first time and, and decided they liked him. This is a guy they've recruited pretty heavily for months, and I, I think there's a reason they're pretty high on him. Yeah, that's why I was asking that, because it seemed to me like, you know, Garner is pretty picky about the kinds of guys that he wants there. And honestly, when you have his his CV, you can you can, you can can have that kind of latitude, right? I mean, the guy's been around forever. He's one of the, the better defensive line coaches in the business. So if he's going to sign off on you, you got to be a pretty good player, and that's why I was asking what they they saw in January. I guess it was that that, that they offered him, and because that's that, that's high praise coming from that guy. You know, he pushes his guys hard, um, and, and he can develop a lot of guys when he gets them. Um, but he also can be picky about the kind of guys he wants to begin with, and and that tells you probably about his personality. I'm guessing that tells you about sort of physically, sort of what he could become. And that's what I was going to ask you next, Ryan. Is you've talked about this a little bit, but when you look at his size. I have seen this young man uh, all of once from a from a pretty decent distance, not like eyeball to eyeball with him, but but what I saw, I couldn't quite figure out. You know, is this going to be one of those guys who does put on that weight and and kind of stays, you know, maybe a strong side end, or you know, could it be one of those guys who even he, he gets in the right strength and conditioning program, he he bulks up, and all of a sudden he's a pure interior guy. I mean, he he just kind of to me, has that sort of frame and that sort of size that at that age you, you just kind of don't know yet. But that's not a bad thing uh, because you, you can get him in there, you, you can get him in your strength conditioning program, get him in your nutrition program, build him up, and then see what he is. Yeah, and he's not he's not so tall and so long that you would say he, he's going to be better suited to stay at end because when you see a guy like that who's you know 6'5 or something like that, you know, TJ Searcy comes to mind for that, a four-star from, from Georgia that Tennessee – is, is heavily in the mix for, uh, you know, he, he's a guy with uh, maybe a, a l- little bit taller. And so I think he's a guy that is probably better suited to stay at defensive end for sure. Weathers be a little bit, just a tad shorter than him, closer to that six, four range. And, and that, at that size, you know, a move inside down the road could be possible if he added enough size, but I think, I think still, uh, still very possible. He remains a defensive end. I think it has, has good enough size that he could really do either one. And it's just going to depend on where his body takes him. But when, when you see him, not again, not the most physically, not, not the broadest shoulders and everything that make you think he's really going to just blow up in a weight room. But, I, you know, I've seen it before. I've seen guys that didn't That's look what I was like saying. Ever- he, he was kind of – look, uh, tweener can, can be a bad word. But it, it, it just, to me, was kind of screaming, you know, tweener when I looked at him like, I don't – it's not that to say that you couldn't become either. It's just that I'm not sure, really. Yeah, I, no, I, I mean, I, I would say that the safer bet is it, he looks like a defensive end to me. I mean, I think that's probably the safe bet and where he ends up. I think that's where he is now. And I think, I think you know, he's going to safely put on 10, 20 pounds. And so somewhere in the 260 to 270 range, staying at defensive end, maybe even up to 275, 280. As we've seen with this staff, they're perfectly willing to play a, a bigger guy in the 280 range at defensive end as long as that athleticism is still there. Um, so that, that strong side spot, you can still be pretty big. And as long as as long as you're active enough and disruptive enough, uh, have have the length, I, I think they're they're willing to play him there. So I, I could definitely see him staying in that 265 to to 275 range and 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 playing at strong side defensive end. I think it's where he most likely ends up. But you know, again, you just never know. Once these defensive linemen get in a weight room, they can really take off. And we've seen some guys. You know, Jay Blakely was one that I, I never quite saw 
playing as many uh, defensive tackle snaps as he sometimes did. But again, another guy that in, at the end of the day, when he played most, has, has been a, a defensive end uh, in, in his career. So I, I think that's where that's where a guy like Weathersby fits in best. And uh, I think a nice a nice pickup here for Tennessee that potentially a little bit under the radar that that could end up being a nice steal because I think on film you see you see what what this staff likes about him. You know, he, he just find finds his way to the ball and, and and gets off blocks. And at the end of the day, it's it's. You know, it can be oversimplified, but it really is as simple as that. If you can get off blocks consistently and and you play with play with a good motor and, and and get off the ball well at the snap, you're you're gonna have a chance to get there and make some plays. And he kind of consistently does that, uh, even though he's not, you know, again playing at the 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 biggest level competition in Georgia, he still uh, still makes plays consistently and finds his way to the ball. Yeah, Blakely's an interesting discussion point there because I. I just remember looking at him, and, and as he, he kind of kept getting bigger and bigger, not in a bad way, but in a, in a good way, I was just kind of thinking, they're really going to keep him at end? Like, how? What, what's he doing there? He put him, put him inside. What are you doing? And he was a pretty decently productive player out there at the end. So you never, you never know. Every defense is different, needs different things, and, and Tennessee wanted him there, and, and he ended up being a pretty, pretty solid player there. So lots more to discuss about Tyree Weathersby, Tennessee's newest commitment. It's been quite a run here recently for the Vols in recruiting, and they're probably not done. Still got a lot more stuff uh, going on here. This is a big, big month coming up, big week coming up. Certainly, lots and lots more to discuss about Tyree Weathersby, about Tennessee's defensive line situation about the class, all that stuff. Uh, just kind of the whole class glo- globally speaking, I guess you could say. But but before we do that, we're a little bit overdue for a break. Step away, pay some bills, listen to products, services, in-house ads, etc. And then we will be right back here on the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. Hashtag ad. Money! eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, You transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome back to the Go Vols 24-7 podcast brought to you by whatever products, services, and in-house ads you just heard a moment ago. 
during that commercial break, West Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Ryan Callahan coming to you from across town there at his home daycare center, talking about another addition to Tennessee's commitment or Tennessee's recruiting class. I should say, if I can get the words out of my mouth correctly, a uh, big one, Tyree Weathersby, big one in more ways than one, six foot four, 251 pounds, defensive lineman from New Manchester High School down there in Douglasville, Georgia. As I say, with just about 75% or 80% of the people uh, in the state of Georgia, sort of in the Atlanta area. You know, it's just kind of what you say. It's just kind of, at some point, it's going to be like Chattanooga's in the Atlanta area. It's just going to call it what it is. Lots and lots more to discuss about him, about Tennessee's defensive line situation, about the class in general, lots and lots of stuff. And we're going to get to that. But before we do that, just a quick reminder, quick suggestion, guys. If you could take about mm, 60 to 90 seconds out of your day right now and go in there and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, that would help us out a lot. If you're just listening on the website, we love you. There's nothing wrong with that. There's no wrong way to consume the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. We do this for free, and we're happy to do it. It's a labor of love, no sweat off our backs. But the one thing uh, that we ask you to do, and I say one thing, it's one series of things. Please go in there on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, anywhere in the world. You can cast a fine pod. You can find this Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Please go in there, rate, review, and subscribe. Tell your friends all that good stuff so we can keep growing this thing and add more wolves to this wolf pack. If you're already doing that, thank you. We love you. If not, uh, go f*** yourself. That's, uh, that's, the, that's the motto. That's the, that's the mantra, ride or die. Ryan, Tennessee's defensive line situation in, in general, we've said this for years, however long we've been doing this podcast, however long we've been in this business, uh, defensive linemen are often, uh, aside from maybe quarterback, offensive tackle, and maybe even right up there with them, probably the hardest places to recruit. And just Because if you're good or if you could potentially be good, Everybody's going to want you. It is hard to find defensive linemen, it's to find good ones, to identify them, to get them on your campus, to get them committed, get them signed. It's a tough process. This is the first edition for Tennessee, I believe, for de- true defensive linemen sort of in this class. Uh, how many do you think Tennessee takes in this class, and, and how many does Tennessee maybe need to take in this class? Well, worth worth noting, they do have one guy in this class who who's still a two way lineman, uh, and Trevor True. Duncan from from Knoxville Catholic. Uh, I, I would still say that Trevor's long term home is more likely to be on the offensive line, but he definitely wants to get an early look uh, on the defensive line and and fully expects to play there as of right now. And again, as we discussed at the time, you never know how that's going to work out. So. Potentially, this could be the second defensive lineman in Tennessee's class. Yeah, I would just. I, I, I said true defensive lineman because yeah. he is a two way player, and I didn't want to do a disservice to the kid. I mean, we can think he's an O lineman, but a lot of people thought Daniel Hood was an offensive lineman at the same high school. Well, so and, you never know. And we have. And we have Trevor Duncan rated as an athlete. So when you look at Tennessee's class on twenty four seven sports, anyway, there's a there there's a good reason to to look at this and 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 think that it's the first defensive lineman in Tennessee's class because right now it essentially is for for ratings purposes. But yeah. I, I, I I do still think Duncan ends up on the offensive line, but that could that's even if it happens, it could take a year or two. So so you just don't know. So they've got a couple of big bodies there already in this class, uh, off to a decent start. But that that's you know it's it's always a tricky position, as you said. Some of the big time battles at that spot are just hard to win, uh, and, and we'll see. You know if things change there in the NIL era, uh, it might be even tougher to land guys. It might be easier for for a school like Tennessee to become more competitive for big time guys. I think we've already either seen. Way, either way, it's more expensive. 
Yeah, I was going to say, we, we've already seen examples of how it could be a little bit of both, right? We've seen Tennessee heavily in the mix for some good players, uh, particularly in the state of Alabama. They, they've gone after some guys and been heavily in the mix for, you know, four-star Hunter Osborne, four-star Tamarian Parker, who who committed to Penn State on it, sort of unexpectedly a couple weeks back. And uh, and that was one that thought was thought to be a Tennessee-Florida battle at one point before that, with an official visit to Tennessee set for October. What wouldn't, you know, count him off the... Uh, out of out of the picture for Tennessee just yet, but uh, you know that's an example of one that didn't go Tennessee's way uh, so far. But yeah, important for Tennessee to to address that position and and, and Weathers be a you know a good start there gives you a nice foundational piece. Uh, but still, they they need some 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 highly ranked guys to to add on to that uh, to to give them sort of a uh, you know a big piece of their future. I, I think uh, that they can sort of build around and and you know Parker hasn't worked out so far. We'll see if that if that changes. Osborne, you know, Hunter Osborne still very much in play for Tennessee as of the recording of this podcast. We'll see how how that goes. He took an official visit to Tennessee that same weekend. Tyree Weathersby was on campus uh, the, the weekend of June 24th. Um, so so they've, they've got some other options there, but they've missed out on Vic Burley, the five-star uh, defensive lineman from, from down in Georgia, picking uh, Clemson uh, in June and uh, and still, you know, still still in the mix for a number of other guys. I mean, they've got plenty of options there. Uh, but you know which ones are the most realistic? It, it, you know, it's hard to say right now because uh, you know it's a couple junior college options: Will Whitson uh, and Elijah Davis that both visited Tennessee back in late May. Uh, I think Tennessee very much in the mix for both of them. Both of them talking about visiting again. You know, Whitson I think Tennessee is is probably in the best shape for right now, but it, you know it has some academic questions uh, that, that he's got to sort out. So that how Tennessee approaches things with him will be interesting given that situation. Um, and then you've got a, a lot of high school guys that they've you know, been in the mix for, gotten visits from. T.J. Searcy, another really good possibility. David Hobbs, uh, a four-star from North Carolina who, who got, a, got an offer from Tennessee uh, after attending one of its camps just a few weeks ago, uh, talking about taking an official visit to Knoxville this fall, most likely. So they, they've got several possibilities there, but still need more help at that position. And I think ideally, you know, you'd like to land a few more guys to go along with what they have in Weathersby and, and potentially Duncan. Uh, a couple of nice pieces there, you know, good-sized guys, but, uh, you know, people are still going to be the, – the, the, the stargazers, quote-unquote especially, are going to be waiting to see can Tennessee land some of these guys like Hunter Osborne? Um, can they flip a guy like T- Tamarion Parker? You know, anyone like that come back into – will they come back into play even, even if they've uh, already committed elsewhere or appear to be leaning elsewhere? And can Tennessee close on a guy – like T.J. Searcy, who took an official visit to Knoxville a, a few weeks ago. So lots of options out there, but we, we've kind of seen this. Oh, another name that emerged a, a few weeks ago, uh, Wilkie Denaud out of Florida, uh, already has scheduled an official visit to Tennessee this fall. So uh, still lots of names, again, but got, got to win some of those battles. And, and no question, after after getting a couple good guys last year, I think they feel really good about for the future, Jordan Phillips, Tyree West. They, they did a pretty good job there, but got to, got to start stacking more depth and not have to, not to, not have to be thinking every year. Okay, let's look to the transfer portal and see what's out there on the defensive line. They need to kind of start stacking some good classes there. And, and this year would obviously be a good, good, a very good place to start given the the number of veterans that they have on the defensive line right now. And and, and trying to go to the NIRL uh, for defensive linemen is also pretty pretty uh, pricey in a lot of ways. I mean, it's just it, it, it's uh, and we can legitimately say pricey now because. Uh, the NIL era is changing things, and and that's that is what it is. Uh, and defensive linemen are are going to be really really difficult to get through that avenue as well. Like there's just never going to be an easy time to get defensive linemen. But bottom line is, 
Tennessee needs more in this class. Tennessee needs more in the program. It's just not a position. You just you want to have as many guys as you can have that you feel pretty good about at all times. Guys get hurt. You just you just need options. You need bodies there. You need ironing, sharpening iron in practice. You just need the best programs, the teams that compete for championships consistently. They're just they're good there. They always are. We know that. Uh, they may not always be great. Um, but they're usually, usually at least pretty darn good there, and so Tennessee's just got to keep, kind of keep growing in that direction. Ryan, though, t- speaking of this class, just sort of, you know, in, in general, it looks to me like um, I-, I can't remember maybe a time during the hype. I'm trying to remember in terms of of momentum and kind of getting things going, but it just kind of seems like. Tennessee's really got some momentum going now. I know it's kind of a tough question to to answer, but since the time Heupel and his staff have been there, the kind of current momentum, what it feels like, the things that feel like they could be possible, it just feels like I don't want to say things are changing, but it feels like things are heading in a much much you know better position. I guess definitely so, and I, I you know we we've kind of felt that way, or it's felt that way uh, generally since. Uh, since Nico Iamaliava committed to Tennessee back in March, and, and, and no question uh, that that kind of jump started things. But I think you, you, you know, people still looking to see where this class is going to end up, how many other big time guys they're going to be able to land uh, to go along with what they have. But they're, you know, they, they're in pretty good shape with a number of guys out there right now. And as they as they kind of build momentum, and this is you know they've had a few pickups now over the past week uh, to to be able to to look ahead and still see several names out there who are looking to make decisions this month. And by the end of the summer, this is set up to be a, a nice little run for Tennessee. So yeah, I think they're, they're in a good spot. Uh, still got to address a lot of needs, plenty of work to do uh, in this class. You know, that they're not anywhere close to full uh, and really haven't fully addressed any specific position yet. So lots of work to be done, but yeah, as you see the names are left on the board, the guys that Tennessee has a, realistic shot at and we'll talk about a couple of those in just a second but um you know that definitely this is uh i think about as you know i've kind of said this over the past few months probably about as as good of a, a class as tennessee's had at this time of year uh since the 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 couple of years under butch jones where they were really competitive on a national level recruiting wise you know where they had back-to-back top 10 classes in 2014 and 2015 they, they had some legitimate momentum at times those couple of years and i i would say it's the first time since then you've really felt good uh, about where Tennessee is and you know hey let's call it what is NIL has at least probably had had some something to do with that but uh it's not everything you know, I honestly of- honestly I, I I don't care there's no shame in it I wrote this call yeah. a while ago there is no shame in it it's freaking legal now people need to get the hell over it stop clutching their pearls this is the world now well it's it's that but it's let's let's face it though Tennessee would not have the ability to sell itself even with uh, it, it's perception or, or, or what, whatever, you know, is out there in terms of NIL opportunities, they would not be able to sell that if they didn't have something behind it. So I think it is a lot about Tennessee's program where, it, where it looked to be last, last year and where people think it's headed. Uh, and frankly, uh, you know, Hey, the, having a five-star quarterback on board, that, that's why we said it kind of, it, it, it was a game changer for Tennessee. It, it was instant credibility. And when you see other big time players like Ethan Davis and Caleb Herring in Tennessee's class, it's just easier to sell to guys that, Hey, there, there's a bright future for Tennessee, and I think, I think people are buying into it a little bit more right now. So, the, yeah, that, uh, it, I think overall, yeah, you're right. This is about as good of a spot as, as Tennessee's been in in a, in a few years, and I would say probably going back several years because I think this has a legitimate chance of being Tennessee's first top 10 class, at least depending on which rankings you're looking at. I'm going by the 24-7 sports composite team rankings, but 
potentially their first top 10 class since 2015. And that would be uh, quite a step forward if Tennessee can end up there. Yeah. And, and I think we're going to keep getting back to this theme. So we really got to get out of here in just a second. So I don't want to belabor the point, but, but it's kind of like when, when, when Maliava signed or committed to Tennessee, there was this talk of, Oh man, this could, this could cascade. And this could be like, could this like be like a top three, top five class and, and people are going crazy. And we're like, man, I'm not sure about that. Then it, it kind of, you know, you don't really seize too much momentum from that immediately. And then people start panicking and saying, oh, no, is this going to be a good class at all? And again, we're saying, guys, chill out, calm down. This really could still be a top 10 class. You know, it's like thing, things get really – and this is what fans do. It's what, it's what we do. It's what I do with the Cubs all the time. You think, like, the worst and you think the best. And, like, all along it's like, no, just – there's some writing on the wall with this class that looks like it's going to be pretty good. Not going to be like, I'm not sure it's going to be like, you know, one of these all timers or anything, but it's, it's looking like a pretty good class. And I think people need to realize that we've been trying to say that for a little bit here is that they're, they're going to be okay in this class. They, they've got a lot of, they got a lot of hands and a lot of pies. They feel pretty good about a lot of things and people probably just need to need to chill a little bit and, and be happy about this and say, Hey, you know, hey, this this might be going in a better direction. I mean, feel how you want to feel. I'm just saying that's something that that that, that I think. But Ryan, before we get out of here, uh, did anything I just say make sense at all, or was it stupid? And also, some things coming up because I think there there are some big things kind of coming in this month, and it's just it, it looks like it's a big time for Heifel and his staff. It is, and 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 this is you know we've said it before. This is commitment month. Even last year when Tennessee didn't appear to have a lot of momentum it made some hay in the month of July. So the month of July, you can kind of just pencil it into your calendar these days. It's going to be a busy month for commitments. Even if you don't necessarily uh, get a lot of four and five star type players, you're going to have to get players to, to start which, filling which in your class. Which used to be my so. only slow month of the entire year, basically. So thank you all for that. I really appreciate it. Yeah. You know, you can thank the NCAA recruiting calendar uh, a little bit for that. And also just college coaches wanting to kind of know what half their class or so, or, or a little bit more ideally is going to look like by the end of the summer going into the season. So you don't have too much work to do in the fall, but yeah, it's, uh, it's sort of just the way of the world these days. Uh, but yeah, to your, to your point previously, I, you know, I, I definitely think that there, there was always reason for excitement when, once, once Tennessee got Nico Iamaliava, definitely had an opportunity based on that to, to build on it. He's opened some doors. He's gotten some help them get some guys on campus who otherwise might not have even looked at Tennessee. Uh, and, and there are multiple reasons for that. But the bottom line is at the end of the day, most kids, as I said at the time, you know, I, I someone was kind of giving me a hard time about about that uh, at the time I said it, like you know, because of making it seem as though I was sort of wishy-washy on whether Tennessee was actually going to going to make an impact uh, or, or get some sort of impact from from landing Nico and and why I said it at the time the way I had said was you know we'll, we'll see because there's a difference between getting guys to visit and landing guys because of a five-star quarterback. I think some people maybe got a little carried away at first and thought everyone's going to immediately start flocking to Tennessee. Yeah, but the problem that, that, is, yeah, that's what I was saying or trying to say. Earlier. Yeah. Yeah. The, the problem is, you know, Miami's now got a five-star quarterback commitment, Jaden Rashada. You know, there are other five-star quarterbacks, Texas getting Arch Manning. Um, you know, Alabama's not, not going to get a five-star quarterback in this class as of right now. It looks like Georgia's not going to get the five-star quarterback it wanted in this class, maybe. So, um, you know, not everybody gets one. There aren't many to go around, but, the bottom line is there are other elite quarterbacks every year and, and getting one does not guarantee that you are going to get 15, 20 really good players to go around them, but it, it opens some doors. And, and it, and again, it gave Tennessee a lot of credibility 
uh, at a point in time where Tennessee, let's let's face it, has not made a, a big splash nationally in, in quite a while. It's been several years. They were looking into the abyss a year ago. I mean, let's let's call it what it is. This program was in a pretty bad spot at the beginning of the Josh Heupel era because uh, it, it had just been been thrown into to an NCAA investigation that was the last thing Tennessee needed coming off years of 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 not contending for championships. And it, it was a it was a tough time to take things over. But they they to their credit they are. They're recruiting well now. They're they're not they're not back. They're not ready to, to challenge Georgia and Alabama for championships. That's not going to be an overnight process. But they are absolutely in the mix for a, a, a good amount more quality players than, than what they have been in recent years. And that is uh, a credit to the staff and the work they've put in and, and a lot of things. So I, I think Tennessee is definitely in a in a pretty good spot this month. Should be pretty active. And, and we know right now with certainty that there are a couple things to watch. Here in the next few days, uh, Christian Conyer, the big-time cornerback target from Bowling Green, Kentucky, announcing his decision on Sunday. That has been a Tennessee-Kentucky battle for quite a while now. Uh, Tennessee, I think, is is in a pretty good spot there, coming off his official visit to Knoxville last weekend. Uh, so that one is, uh, you know, certainly worth watching. Sunday, uh, that's that's his mother's birthday, so he's had that commitment date set for for a few months now. And uh, and, and you know, don't don't expect. Uh, Tennessee to miss out on him, but, but Kentucky has made things just interesting enough in recent weeks that uh, you don't take anything for granted. But I would still say Tennessee is the favorite uh, leading up to that one. And then uh, on Monday, Fourth uh, of July, as there almost always are, you know, there there are guys who want to commit on on Fireworks Day, America, uh, and, America. And uh, so yeah, so Tennessee has a as uh, a couple of targets announcing now on on Monday. One of them, obviously, one of the biggest names left on the board for Tennessee, Francis Mauingoa. Uh, the five-star offensive lineman from IMG Academy in Florida. That one, as of the recording of this podcast, is still very much a, an open debate as to who the team to beat might be. And I've heard things in recent days about four different teams having a legitimate shot at him. The only team that host, hosted him on official visit that right now I would say I don't have any real reason to think he might end up there is Florida. Um, I, yeah, I've heard different at different times talk about yeah, Alabama. Some, some, issue, know, some issues down there in Gainesville that they're sorting through at the moment. Well, and that's and that's not to say that's a knock on them, but just in this particular case, they're not going to get him. But yeah, Florida's a different a different discussion for another day. But yeah, Alabama, you know, got the first official visit. I think football alone, if 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 that's if that was the only consideration, uh, I, I think no question he he is very interested in Alabama and always has been, and and his father has been as well. But he he's got he's got some you know. He's got a. It's a big family decision for him. Do they want to stay in American Samoa? His family's from over there. Um, he's he's playing at IMG, you know, this this year. But it, you know, his family's back back over there. Do they want to move stateside with him, or do they want to stay where they are? That's a, that's a big part of this discussion. Um, he's you know he's got connections almost everywhere he goes. You know, he's looking. He's he's interested in maybe having a Samoan culture uh, or at least some some connections wherever he goes. Um, there's a lot that goes into this decision. So, you know, Joe Salavea, which again is a big, big, big deal for a lot of not, not, not to stereotype, but for, for, for a lot of Samoan, uh, and, 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 you know, Pacific Island families, that's a big deal. Well, and, and, and let's put it this way during his official visit to Tennessee. And these are the types of things you don't necessarily think about, you know, his dad's on the official visit. And he mentioned that, you know, Nico Iamaliava's grandfather being in town with him on the official visit was a big deal because that gave him someone to speak with because his father doesn't speak very good English. Mm-hmm. Um, so just having those connections sometimes can be such a big deal to make people feel more at home. Uh, and w- when they're coming from a different culture like that, that's not necessarily prevalent in that part of the country. Um, so yeah, that is a, that is a big factor. And just sort of the, 
the the feeling at home and 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 just at the end of the day thinking he can get to the NFL is still going to be a huge part of this decision. I think he wants the football side. You know, he said mom looks into the academic side, dad looks into the facilities and all the all the things they have to offer, the bells and whistles that they're going to help you train. Um, at, at the end of the day, Francis he, he is most interested in in and can he be developed and get to the NFL and where can he have the best chance of succeeding. So he's got a lot of good choices, but Alabama, USC, Tennessee, Miami. I think all four of those at different times have had reasons to think uh, that they have a legitimate shot. So that's going to be a fascinating battle down the stretch. Uh, and then that on top of that, on Monday, one to watch in the 2024 class now uh, that popped up here just recently, five-star athlete, Jonathan Eccles of IMG, also of IMG Academy in Florida, uh, previously played at Heard County High School in Georgia. Yeah, yeah this kid's and, uh, awesome. This kid is awesome. Well, West got yeah, West got a chance to to see him a little bit firsthand. So uh, he he worked at tight end at Tennessee's camp. He he's he he was you know at least until recently uh, rated an edge rusher on on twenty four seven Sports. That that may or may not change here soon. But uh, but that is uh, he he is a two way or was a two way standout at his school and and definitely wants to play tight end in college as of right now. Tennessee recruiting him as a tight end uh, and Tennessee got him on campus for the first time the weekend of, of June twenty fifth. Got him on campus for for more than two days, and and I think he really liked the visit. So he's announcing his decision on uh, on Monday, and, and Tennessee's got a real shot there. So ha- hasn't officially named any finalists, but coming off that Tennessee visit, you'd have to say uh, the Vols are one of the main contenders. So uh, that those those all worth watching in the next few days. And I, I won't even start down the list. Uh, I, I should throw in Jeremiah Cobb. I can't rule out. Uh, he's also announcing uh, here soon. I uh, can't rule out that he's a a possibility for Tennessee as of right now, but that's been an Auburn Clemson, Tennessee battle for the four-star running back from Montgomery, Alabama. And then a bunch of other guys announcing throughout the month of July, you know, linebacker Jalen Smith on July 10 uh, and plenty more that, that uh, as of the recording of this podcast have not announced uh, their decision date. So a lot to keep track of, but those are just what, what to watch over the next few days before we have a, uh, probably another edition of this podcast before too long. Yeah. And, and I think we'll, we'll probably have more time to discuss uh, the some of those other guys and, and and if there's ever a time where where the uh where where the Eccles kid if he ends up choosing you know Tennessee there's a lot going on in recruiting you never know um, but just he he wowed me and I'll I'll, I'll probably tell that story one day if just, <laughs> soon maybe of being like man look at that freaking guy uh, that that's the gist of it but there's plenty more to discuss plenty more days to do this as as you know. We're probably going to have a bunch of these uh, over the next uh, couple of weeks, couple of, you know, couple of, you know, with this month in general, lots and lots of stuff going on. So stay tuned right here. Ryan, I think we, we've gone way overboard, but I think we're okay. I think we've gotten the point across. You got anything else to add? No, that's a good place to leave it. And uh, yeah, well, 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 chances are we will talk to you all soon as this busy month uh, continues. But Tyree Weathersby getting things off to a good start here in the month of July for the Vols. Well, thanks for the time, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks, Wes. And there's the button. And now I can say, guys, thank you for listening to this edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. As always, we always say it, but we always mean it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. Patrick Brown is P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter. And Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. If you want uh, just Tennessee news in your feed, nothing else, get that at twitter.com slash govals247. You can also go to facebook.com slash govals247 and you can get tons of stuff there throughout the day, all day, every day. But if you want that best, most delicious East Tennessee Smoky Mountain spring water directly from the tap, 
Go get that at GoVols247.com, the best site on all of Al Gore's internet to get coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, uh, baseball, tons of stuff going on there these days, obviously. Lady Vols coverage, where Maria Cornelius does an excellent job all year covering all things Lady Vols for us all the time. We got two forums that run around the clock 24-7, as the name suggests. We got the checkerboard and the summit, where you can go 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you can discuss anything you want that is not political or religious in nature with Tennessee fans across the world, pretty much every freaking time zone that exists. We've got somebody there. We got people up at different hours of the day. We got all kinds, any time of day, anytime you go there, you're going to find a bunch of people on there talking Tennessee athletics, talking SEC stuff, talking pro sports, talking life advice with kids, what to get spouses for their, for anniversaries, uh, lawn maintenance. Oh, just, you never know what people are going to be talking about on there. And it'll be anything that's not political or religious in nature. Anything else right there on the board for you to discuss. And you can get all that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month after a seven-day free trial. That is all that it costs. And after you pay or get that seven-day that seven free trial, after that, you get us that, that low rate. That's one mediocre lunch per month. But you don't just get GoVols 24-7 with that. You get access to Paramount Plus with that for free in perpetuity. You also get access to a growing behemoth of a streaming platform that has every show CBS has ever done commercial free. Tons of exclusive stuff uh, that you can only find like, you know, 1883, Picard, Evil, Star Trek, all kinds of stuff that you can only find on Paramount Plus. You got new movies. You got classic movies, old blockbuster franchises, you know, comedies, dramas, horror, everything, stuff for the kids. All of it, all of it, and stuff from the archives of, uh, of CBS, obviously, and MTV, BET, Comedy Central, Nickelodeon, Smithsonian, all of it, all of it, right there, something for the entire family, and live sports, SEC sports, NFL sports, uh, you got UEFA Champions League, UEFA Europa League, Serie A, French soccer, uh, PGA Tour, you get everything on there, and we, you get all of that, and our site, all of it, for just about 100 bucks and change a year. One of the best deals you can possibly find. And if you don't do it, I don't know what's wrong with you. Go do that. Don't be a fool. Go do that. If nothing else, guys, you should hear from, hear from us in a few days. So until then, uh, try to be good to each other. Try to have basic human empathy for, for people out there in the world. There's not enough of that these days. There's too many a-holes. We don't need that. Be good. See you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.